Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to today's episode of Talking Sports with Evan. And boy, is there a lot to discuss. The NFL trade deadline has come and gone with the Packers not making any trades, even though there was some discussion and talk that they were looking to try to acquire wide receiver Will Fuller from the Texans. And unfortunately, the trade didn't happen, but I'm going to kind of go on to talk about that a little bit. Um, Packers fall to the Vikings on Sunday, unfortunately, uh, 28-22. to um, Last to digest there. And the Packers taking on the 49ers, with the 49ers pretty much not really having very many people healthy. Um, George Kittle's out. Jimmy Garoppolo is out. Mercer, Mercer uh, the running back to kill them in the NFC Championship game is out. Debo Samuel's out. Uh, jo- uh, Bulls out. A lot of injuries on the 49ers. Now, the Packers have some injuries as well, as well as COVID concerns, as A.J. Dillon tests positive for COVID-19 to follow up with Jamal Williams and uh, Kamar Martin are both out for Thursday due to being in close contact with A.J. Dillon. So the Packers have their own concerns, as do the 49ers. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about that game, being that the game is played later on this week, on Thursday, so not, not enough time to do two shows in, uh, in one week to preview and recap. So I want to thank you all for listening. Thank you for the support. It is Election Day, so those that voted, thank you for doing that. And if the results don't go your way, just, it's okay. You know, we made it through four years maybe, with the current president. We went through eight years with President Obama, and a lot of people didn't like him. We went eight through eight years with Bush. A lot of people didn't like him. We went through eight years of Bill Clinton. A lot of people didn't like him. And we went through four years of Bush, eight years of Reagan. So just because your candidate doesn't win today, it's not the, the end of the world. But the thing is, don't lose your passion in two years when the more important uh, races are back up, congressional districts, congressional seats, state houses, governorships, uh, those that aren't on the ballots today will be in two years, Senate seats. Show the same passion you did today, two years from now and four years from now. You know, the sun will still rise in the morning. We probably won't even know who the president is yet. Um, by the end of today or even by the end of the week with all the ballots that need to be counted. So just take breaths, relax, it'll be okay. And if, you know, I I personally am not a Trump supporter, so I, yeah, I'll be upset and sad if we get another four years of him, but just means we have to fight that much harder to, uh, in four years to make sure we don't get four years of hence. It's that simple. That's the way it works in this two-party system until, you know, until something's changed. But don't forget, don't lose the passion for the smaller seats. Let's have this voting turnout in an April election. Let's have in Wisconsin, April. Let's have this voting turnout in an August election. Whenever your primaries, whenever your midterms are, let's have the same passion we're having today. That's all I got to say about the election. So, moving on. I am a health and fitness coach as well. I do social work full-time. I run some uh, radio uh, production, a board uh, board op producer, part-time. And I do health and fitness coaching as well. 
and I want to invite you for a chance to join me. If you're looking for, you know, some some tips and some support and some accountability and some advice on getting healthy and losing weight and becoming a better version of you, if that's how you, if that's what you feel um, you want to work on, then let me help you. CoachEvan66 at gmail.com. Let me know how I can help you. That's what I want to do. I use Beachbody personally. For workouts, I'm doing uh, another another cycle of 10 rounds. I did a couple cycles of 10 rounds, did a cycle, two cycles of um, shift shot, doing another, did a quick cycle, a combination of quarter force in 10 rounds, and now I'm doing 10 rounds again, and I'll be doing that till a new program comes out that's not affiliated with Beachbody, <clears throat> called uh, um, Chris Downing's new program coming up called Over the Edge. So that's going to be my next. Uh, my next uh, plan for workouts. And I want you to join me. And if you're interested, CoachEvan66 at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. Let me know what you you know what you want to do. Uh, and I will help you find a plan that works for you. So lots happened in the world of sports today. Lots of stuff happened. Trey the the uh, the, the Wisconsin Badgers, for the second week in a row, will not be playing. The game has been canceled due to now 27 members of the program, um, number of staff and players testing positive for COVID. They're not playing the game. So now the Badgers, are, they need to play the rest of their games and win every game to have the possibility of playing in the Big Ten championship game. But... So that's what they got going for them moving forward with the positive tests and whatnot now canceling two weeks in a row. Um, trade deadline wasn't passed. Uh, not, you know, you saw some moves yesterday, but not a whole lot today. And I guess that's where I'm going to start with the NFL trade deadline. Look, I would, I would have loved Will Fuller, Will Fuller to be a Green Bay Packer. I would have loved it. I would have been a fan of him being in green and gold. However, it just didn't work out. Um, yes, you can question some of Gutenkus' moves, and I know some of the some of the moves he's made is not looking too shabby this year. Savage is looking uh, like he uh, having a bit of a sophomore slump. Rashawn Gary hasn't really taken that step that people were hoping he would. Um, I, I like, for the most part, what I see from Gary. I'm not seeing a lot of splash plays, but I'm seeing a guy that is a solid, you know, can play football. And he's not really what you want from the 12th pick right now, but he can play football. He didn't play his best game against the Vikings, unfortunately, and they lost, but that's a whole other story. You know, Josh Jackson, as drafted second round, has been pretty much nothing better than average at this point. He's done solid having to start in place of Kevin King. Um so, yeah, you and then uh, Preston Smith isn't playing that well this year. Amos has been up and down. Um, your guy you signed as a free agent after you let Brian Bulaga go and Brick Wagner has not started too many games at right tackle and only has when either Billy Turner's been out or Billy Turner past couple weeks have been over at the left side. Defensive line is a hodgepodge of guys that probably are best served as being rotational pieces, not starters on a Super Bowl contending team. You know, uh, Lowry, Lancaster, Adams, solid, 
people, good people, you know, solid people, solid players, but they're not game changers. They're not, you know, what you, in my opinion, what you need up front. I think you can do much better. I think Kiki Kingsley has a chance to be a dominant player up front. He's just still young, and he needs to work uh, on developing his game and not overextending himself when his job is to play one gap. I'm going to go play, try to be uh, be a, a superstar. Just do your job. Kenny Clark is being paid like the high, being paid the highest, pay, being paid as the highest nose tackle in the NFL. And I know injury has played a factor, but he's not played like it since picking up, you know, being signed to that hefty contract. And I get that. And wide receiver, they couldn't get Robbie Anderson last year. They couldn't get Will Fuller this year. Um, I guess they tried, allegedly tried Antonio Brown. They couldn't get Antonio Brown. Um, and I get it. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to be frustrated. But the thing is, and you know how the Packers, and not even Goot, how the Packers operate, they are going to find and try to use the best deal for them. They want to make the best deal for them. They're not going to overpay, in this case, a second round for Will Fuller, for a guy who's going to be a rental, who's likely not going to be back next year, they're not going to overpay for somebody. They're going to trade for a guy, sign a guy on their terms. And I get it's frustrating because we see the Titans trading for uh, King from the Chargers. We see the Saints and the 49ers making a trade. The Dolphins and the Patriots made a trade. The Lions got Ever and Gri- uh, uh, Griffin. We, we see, the, you know... Uh, Des Bryant's on the practice squad of the Ravens. Nax Harrison is on the practice squad of the Seahawks. You see these things get done, and the Packers always seem to be on the short end of the stick. I'm frustrated. Do I think the Packers could really upgrade their wide receiver position? Yeah, I think they could. I think they could be better. Um, Devontae Adams is one of the top receivers in the NFL. Um, Alan Lazard is coming around before injury as a, a solid number two option. And outside of that, uh, MVS has been nowhere to be seen now for the past several weeks. St. Brown is still coming back from the knee injury, and he's struggled with a couple drops on Sunday. Um, Malik Taylor and uh, Darius Shepard are probably not NFL caliber, or they're not NFL caliber receivers, but they're being forced to play in Green Bay. And you see a guy like uh, uh, Fogelhorn in uh, Philadelphia, who the Packers had in camp for a uh, for a quick drink of water, um, is shining in Philadelphia. But before we jump too much on that, remember, Philadelphia put him on their practice squad first. The only reason he got brought in or uh, got brought onto the active roster was because of injuries. So who's to say if he would be putting up the numbers that he is or to even be on their main roster if guys didn't get hurt. It, it, the NFL is just a weird business, to be honest. So, regarding today, the Texans wanted, allegedly, a second-round pick for Will Fuller, who's a free agent at the end of the year. The Packers were wanting to give up a fourth-round pick. They, unfortunately, couldn't meet in the middle. This is uh, allegedly, I don't know for sure, I wasn't in the room, 
I don't ha I'm not privy to that information as none of us are. But the thing is, it takes two to tangle. And just because a move doesn't get done doesn't mean it's the fault of the Packers GM or the fault whatever. We don't know who, who wouldn't uh, allow the Packers to go higher than a, a fourth-round pick. We don't know. Maybe Murphy, maybe uh, Mark Murphy stepped in and said, no, if we can't get it for a fourth round, no. Maybe Russ Ball said, eh, we, we may not be able to get this money situation worked out if we trade for him. And if that's the case, then we need to fix that structural system, and Murphy needs to let good GM and not, not micromanage. And that be it. But obviously the, the bright lights are on Goot right now as the Packers have a lot of holes on their team. And unfortunately, no trades to try to shore up areas like the defensive line. I think linebacker-wise, they're, they're fine. Keek, uh, 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 Kirksley coming back is going to give you more of a veteran presence there. Martin and Barnes have shown to be very solid up, uh, players who... Showing that they belong in the NFL. Unfortunately, they're both young and they make mistakes. Like there is a number of times in the game on Sunday that they both attack the same gap, leaving other gaps open. The Vikings took advantage of those two on the field. And Cook, I should say Cook took advantage, gets them to over-pursue in one spot, and he's quick and explosive enough to cut back the other way. And that's what we constantly saw. So, but I would have liked some defensive line reinforcements, which you still could do. There's a couple free agents that I tweeted out about at Evan with Sports uh, not that long ago. Um, uh, Jurgelman and Maurice Dyer, Dyers, I want to say. Um, they're both available. Maybe you can try to see if Snacks or come off the Seahawks practice squad if he hasn't been added to their active roster yet. Maybe that's an option. But I see the Packers' biggest problem being defensive line. Uh, front seven, you know, for the most part. And, yeah, getting a wide receiver like Will Fuller opposite Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard would have been extremely nice. But I'm not giving up uh, – uh, I'm not giving up a second-round pick for a guy who's going to likely be gone at the end of the year because you can't afford him. And you bring him in, now you're eliminating potential money you can carry over in, from the cap and a cap that's coming down. The cap is likely dropping next year. And those are things the Packers need to think of as well. So, yes, they trade for Will Fuller. They make the Super Bowl. Maybe they fall short. But there's going to be a lot of guys that who they want to try to re-sign that now they can't. Unless they restructure some guys, release some guys like Preston Smith, maybe, Adrian Amos, um, Billy Turner, Rick Wagner, Kirksley, get out of some of those contracts. And now you're hurting your depth. You get rid of a premium pick for a receiver that's only going to be there for 10 games if, if you, you know, count the playoffs, maybe 11 if you get to the Super Bowl, um, maybe 12 if you're a wild card. And now you're hurting potential depth. And I get the easy answer, you know, that people want to point to and say, yeah, so we can draft more uh, third-string running backs with that second-round pick. Well, they also took – um, Elgin Jenkins in the second round as well, and he's one of the top guards in football already. So just because this AJ Dillon doesn't look, you know, he's the, you know, and Dillon was I think mostly drafted with as a basically 
if uh, Jamal Williams or Endor Aaron Jones leave, now you have A.J. Dillon to hopefully be ready to take the role. That's pretty much what you had. That's pretty much what happened, I think, with drafting of A.J. Dillon. Yes, the Packers are looking, in this draft, the Packers are looking at the future. And at the time, they had Devin Funches. He opted out. I'm not saying he would have been the answer, but he opted out. And yes, they should have prepared better, and Goot needs to do a better job of evaluating talent. But just because a trade doesn't get done doesn't mean a GM's incompetent and doesn't know how to pull the trigger. Packers aren't going to make a trade unless it's really on their terms. And we know that. We all know that. And that's why I'm not mad. And if you're mad about it, if you're upset about it, that's fine. That's your right. I'm not going to tell you how to be a fan. That's not my responsibility. I'm not the gatekeeper, the gatekeeper to Packer fandom. That's not my job. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. And I like talking about my thoughts and opinions on what's going on with the with the NFL and the Packers and football and sports in general. That's pretty much all I am. Some of y'all listen to me. Most of y'all don't. Some of y'all probably listen for like 30 seconds. Some of y'all listen to the whole show. I don't know. But I'm just saying it's not that huge of a deal. They went five and two with what they got right now. They can win another five, five to six games of what they currently got. That puts them at 11 wins, 11 and five, 10 and 6, 12 and 4, whatever, that puts them in the playoffs. And you never know what happens once you're in the playoffs. And I get it. We're tired of going to the playoffs and losing in the playoffs. And the things the Packers need to upgrade, I don't know if anyone you trade for right now is really going to help anyways. And that's defensive line because there's not really any defensive line available at this point that I think they could have won and got. So, Like I said, be mad, be angry, that's your right, but I'm choosing not to get mad and angry over what Gunkus does or doesn't do. I'm just going to watch the product on the field and then talk about it here on my show, Talking Sports with Evan. So moving on, Packers, frustrating loss to the Vikings. Very frustrating loss to the Vikings, 28-22. And Delvin Cook, 30 carries, 163 yards, three touchdowns, long of 37, two catches, 63 yards, long of 50, and a touchdown. That was a game right there. They couldn't stop Delvin Cook. And at the actual, at the game itself, yes, you could be, you know, point at at Petten. Petten needs to do something. Petten needs to adjust. What is Petten doing? This scheme isn't working. Why isn't he adjusting? Yada, yada, yada. But I went back and rewatched it. I watched the All-22. I rewatched uh, the condensed version that NFL Game Pass offers. And I there's some observations I made. And I'm not excusing Petten. I would be fine if they change direction at, the, uh, at that position. I would be okay with that. Because what Petten's doing isn't working. What I saw watching the game on Sunday, re-watching it, the scheme was good for the most part. The scheme was good. The problem was players on the field didn't do their job correctly. There were plays on defense where, as I mentioned in a, talking about the, the uh, trade 
in the middle linebacker position, there were times when Martin and Barnes, they went into the same gap. And the Vikings run in a zone-blocking scheme. That is what the Vikings do. Zone blocking. 101. Packers do it too. Where you everyone takes a step to the right or a step to the left. You have combo blocks at a couple positions. You work your way up to the linebackers. The running back starts out going one direction and he has a chance, you know, he has, you know, the, the opportunity if it's there to cut back. And if there's an open gap, he's off to the races because if you over pursue in his own scheme and you leave something open, boom, he gone. And that's what you saw in the big plays the Vikings had. The, the big plays the Vikings had on the ground, the, to me, it was players on the field went, got out of position. They, they compromised the gap integrity. And to me, that is what happened. One play in particular. First, um, the uh, first touch, I want to say it was the first touchdown for the Vikings. Uh, Delvin Cook's first touchdown. I don't really know what happened, but Preston Smith gets kicked out, and you have, I think, three Packers laying on the ground, and Martin, or the the D-end, shifted inside, gets blocked in the linebacker, leaving an open gap, and uh, I, I think... I want to say it was Savage or Alexander was not quite in position to offer support, and Cook is off to the races. See, the Packers against the Texans were very gap sure, very gap savvy. They 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 played the gaps and they didn't give uh, David Johnson and Duke Johnson places to cut back one way or the other, which was great. However. David Johnson is not the running back that Delvin Cook is. Cook is much younger, much more explosive, and he can easily he can easily oversell one direction and cut back the other way. He can easily do that. And that's what we saw on a couple of his big runs. He got the young linebackers to over-pursue, leave their responsibilities, and he would find a lane. The first play of the second half, where Cook had a big run where Josh Jackson ran him out of bounds. Kiki Kingsley gets uh, his his, uh, lineman hardly blocks him at all, and rather than stay in his lane... He saw a chance to make a huge play and left his gap and went straight after Cook. Well, Cook made a miss, and then he's off to the races and gets pushed out of bounds 37 yards later. That's what happens in zones in a zone scheme if you don't do your job. You're leaving lanes open for a back like Cook who's going to exploit it and be off to the races. So it was, to me, more of the personnel on the field not doing their job than the scheme itself. And, yes, that does fall on coaching. Yes, it falls on coaching because the coaching has to coach them up. 
coached them up to make sure they do their job and do it well. Unfortunately, they didn't. So, Petten, it's on him going into San Francisco because you're going to see more zone blocking in San Francisco. Uh, Matt LaFleur said it best. We know what they're going to do. It's our job to stop it. The 49ers threw the ball eight times in the NFC Championship game against Green Bay. Eight times. Eight times. And they ran the ball for over 200 yards. And they kept running zone scheme. And the guys protecting the edge, Lowry, Lancaster, the Smiths, were not able to hold up the point of attack. And boom, they're making big run after big run after big run. So if the Packers don't clean it up, if the Packers don't focus on the little things, as the big one is doing your job, it is going to be a long day for the Packers on Thursday night going out to San Francisco. That's a fact. Hopefully they can clean it up because the 49ers are severely banged up. Nick Mullins, I believe, is the quarterback. Um, I don't even know who the running back's going to be because um, they have a lot of injuries. Uh, and that's assuming the game's still played. As of right now, it's going to be played um, with the COVID issue. But if they do move the game, that could definitely help the Packers get Aaron Jones back, hopefully. Um, but... The, the, the Packers need to focus on doing the little things and doing their job. To me, it's that simple. They need to do their job. And if they don't do their job, they're going to be in a lot of trouble against San Francisco. Offensively, to me, it was an issue more of, again, guys not doing their job. Little thing. So the Packers run zone as well. And there's there's a couple plays that I think Aaron Jones explodes through and takes to the house. I really do. And I love Jamal Williams, but he's not the explosive back that he's not the explosive back that Aaron Jones is. He's not, you know, he's not gonna be able to turn a corner as quickly as Jones. And the other issue was your tackles, especially Billy Turner didn't do a great job securing their blocks. They also didn't do a great job of getting up to linebackers. There's one play in particular, the guard, Patrick, is supposed to be Patrick probably right hand into the lineman, kind of help Wagner take control and climb up and block number 54 on the Vikings. And I forget who 54 is at the moment. Wagner, I mean, not Wagner, Patrick, completely turns his back to the hole, and instead of it just doing a combo block and scoop up to the linebacker, his back's completely turned to the hole, leaving 54 unblocked. You don't leave 54 unblocked. He's their, he's their I think it's Kendrick, he's their best linebacker. You need to get a body. You need to climb up to Kendricks in order to run the football. Again, little things add up to big things. If that block is made properly, Jamal Williams potentially has a huge gain. 
There's another one where Turner got driven back too far. So Jamal Williams, not one to not one to really be able to bust it to the corner, has to now cut it back inside, and he gets wrapped up in a swarm of of uh, um, gets warmed up inside with um, the, the 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 mesh of Vikings, and he gets a shorter game than he he should have or he could have gotten. So I think Aaron Jones would have made things more explosive. I don't know what Dexter Williams has to offer, as we haven't seen a whole lot of him. I haven't. I don't know what uh, Ty, uh, Tyler Irvin has to offer as a running back, as he's more of the the scat guy, put guy in motion, jet sweeps, pitches, things like that. I don't know what he has to offer, and we don't know if Aaron Jones is going to play against San Francisco. But the thing is, if the Packers fix the little things, because little things build up to big things. If the Packers fix the little things, they should go into San Francisco and win. But it's all 22 players, 11 offense, 11 defense, doing their job. That's what it's going to come down to. Playing your gaps, not giving them cutback lanes, slowing to support your guys. And I haven't gotten to coverage yet because we all know that the the Vikings didn't really throw the ball down the field at all. Um, Cousins went... 11 for 14 for 160 yards. Um, Thielen, 3 for 27. Jefferson, 3 for 26. BB, 1 for 16. Smith, 1 for 16. Rudolph, 1 for 12. Um, the biggest game, the biggest, uh, got, you know, Cook had 2 for 63. They threw the ball 14 times with 11 completions. Because they didn't have to throw. They, they could just run the ball. But if you can slow down the 49ers running game and force the 49ers um, um, do you have any you know questions about you know if you have if you're able to make the 49ers one-dimensional and force them to throw the ball now it's up to the guys in coverage to do their job and savage needs to tackle better Amos needs to tackle more consistently Preston Smith I don't know what he needs to do. But he needs to figure it out and start playing like the player he did at the beginning half of last year. I think the Packers beat the 49ers. I think the 49ers are too banged up in order to get this victory. I think the Packers, it's going to be closer being a Thursday night uh, game. I think it's going to be closer um, than people are thinking. I think it's going to be closer than people are anticipating. Um but ultimately, I think the Packers get the victory, and it's going to be an ugly, probably 2017, 21-17 uh, type game. But big thing is, Packers have to clean stuff up. They have to do their job and do their responsibility, and don't try to be a hero. If that's not your gap, don't leave your gap. I don't care if you have a free shot at the back, and San Francisco probably won't matter as much. But a team like Minnesota, a team with a back like Cook, if you leave your gap, that's where Cook is going. He forces you to abandon your gap because you think you have a shot at him, and then he quickly cuts back the other direction. Defending his own scheme, you have to do your job. And on Sunday, the Packers failed to do their job. And ultimately, it's up to Petten and the coaching staff to clean it up. And when you're blocking zone scheme, 
you have to get up to the do your job and get up to the linebackers. And Billy Turner did it, has done an animal animal uh, a solid job at left tackle. Not great, but solid job at left tackle. But they desperately need David Bakhtiari back at left tackle. They really do. So I'm sorry if I'm all over the place with my thoughts. I apologize for that. I just have a lot that's on my mind regarding the game against the Vikings that we just saw. And to me, it, it came down to guys not doing their job. And that just pisses me off. Do your responsibility. You don't need Martin and Burns uh, going to the same A-gap. You don't need Keeksley abandoning his zone, his area, to try to be a, make a play, be a superstar, and you completely whiff on the tackle, and next thing you know, Jack, uh, Cook's 37 yards down the field. Do your job. Too many times the Packers over-pursued to the play side leaving the backside wide open for Cook to find a gap and bust one. Later in the game, when they did their job, guess what? The Vikings didn't gain a lot of yards. But when one person failed to do their job, Vikings took advantage of it. When one person went to the wrong gap, when one person over-pursued, when one person got caught out of position, it happened to Savage, it happened to Amos, it happened to Young middle linebackers, it happened to Keekly, it happened to Smith. You name it, it happened to them. When they got out of position, the Vikings took advantage of it. So, got to do their job against San Francisco. And got to protect Rodgers. The Packers are going to have to throw the ball a lot against San Francisco. The offensive line got their butts kicked twice last year out in San Francisco. Not once, but twice. They can't, They have to be the aggressor. They have to be the fighter. They have to be the ones to punch the 49ers in the mouth so people can stop calling them soft. People can stop saying that they, they don't do well when they get punched in the mouth. So follow me on Twitter at Evan with Sports. Follow me on Facebook, Talking Sports with Evan. Email me, CoachEvan66 at gmail.com. I will get back at you after the 49er game to hopefully talk about a Packer victory and have positive things to talk about and uh, go from there. That said, have a great rest of your day, rest of your night, rest of your, rest of your morning, whenever you're listening to this show. Thank you, everybody.